Creative Sandbox Way Podcast, Episode 180. Hello, I am Melissa Dinwiddie, and I believe that life is too short not to express the innate creativity inside of you. So I wrote a book called The Creative Sandbox Way, based around 10 guideposts that I developed to get myself out of creative stuck and back to the sense of playful creativity that I naturally had when I was a four-year-old. That book was just the tip of the iceberg. I continue the conversation each week with this podcast. Let's jump in. On Sunday, I led my second ever Creative Sandbox Play Day. Three people were in attendance, two of whom were me and my husband. (laughs) The first Creative Sandbox Play Day back in August had eight people, so only three was something of a letdown. Though there were supposed to be four, (laughs) 25% more, Uh, one attendee got sick and wasn't able to be there. And a few others would have been there, but they had scheduling conflicts. (sighs) This kind of thing is a ripe opportunity for gremlins to rush in and tell me what a loser I am. (laughs) I have a friend, Jenny Heffernan-Brown, who is the host of the Type A Creative podcast. And she hosts very similar events in San Francisco called Creative Sunday Lab. And she has no trouble getting double digit attendance at her event. So clearly, I am a loser. According to my comparison trap, gremlins. They tell me that I am never going to succeed at drawing people, that I'm a failure at marketing, that I should give up, and on and on and on ad nauseum. Meanwhile, even though my husband had a great time at the first Creative Sandbox Play Day back in August, and he told me, and he told everyone there, that he was way more productive there than he is at his usual weekend coffee shop, where he goes every every weekend, every Saturday and Sunday, he goes to a coffee shop and he writes. And he was way more productive at the play day. He was kind of cranky <laughs> to be loading up the car with a rolling cart of art supplies and a bag of snacks and all of that at 9am and driving with me to my synagogue and moving folding tables around and all of that stuff. And even I was a bit resistant because after all, I, well, you may not know this, but I am leaving soon a week from the day of the play day. I am leaving on a two week trip and I have so much to do to get ready because it's three conferences in a row and I'm giving a speech at one of the conferences and I'm presenting a workshop at another conference And I have to pack up all this Lego because one of the workshop is a Lego serious play workshop. And the speech is a super big deal. And I have, I, I, I still have so much to do. (laughs) So there are plenty of things that I could have been doing with that time. 
But you know what? It all worked out. And when we did our sharing at the end of the day, my husband said he got three times as much done on his screenplay than he usually does on a regular weekend day at a coffee shop. Three times as much. That's huge. And I was so happy to have the day to paint in my Paris travel journal. And I shared the page spread that I completed. I completed a page spread and I made some progress on another page spread. And I've got pictures in the show notes if you want to check it out at creativesandboxway.com slash 180. I don't take any time to work on my travel journal at home. So I was so happy to give myself that gift. And our other participant, Lynn, was so grateful that I hadn't canceled. She told me, she's like, wow, you could have canceled. I'm so, I'm so glad you didn't. Thank you (laughs) for not canceling. (laughs) She has been wanting to get back to doing creative things. And the play day was the perfect kickstart. It was an opportunity for her to pull together art supplies from wherever they were buried in her house and to carve out time to play. And, you know, time that she simply would not spend at home alone. Because you know what happens when we are in isolation at home? Oh, I might as well start a load of laundry. And oh, there goes the phone. And oh, you know what? I really need to clean the toilet. And oh, you know what? I really need to start dinner. And oh, there goes the phone again. And you know what? Oh, there's this work thing I need to do. It just doesn't happen. Certainly not a a big chunk of time like this. So I've got some pictures, by the way, in the show notes of some of the things that Lynn created, which was really one of the things that was a neat bonus was that all three of us were really pleased with what we made because that doesn't always happen. That was really neat. And I created that. I created the space for that to happen. So even though on Sunday, I only impacted three people's lives instead of 20 people's lives or 15 people's lives or even eight people's lives. I only impacted three, two of whom were me and my husband. Still, I impacted three people's lives. And I got to make my art score. And I helped two other people make their art double score. Meanwhile, In case you didn't know, I am in the habit these days of doodling live on video. So you probably know, maybe you don't, especially if you're new, you don't know. I have a daily doodle practice. I'm big on tiny and daily. Think tiny and daily is guidepost number four of my creative sandbox way guideposts. And I have this practice of making, doing a little doodle, doing a little, playing in the creative sandbox with a doodle every day. And lately I've been doing it live on video. I call them doodle cams. And I've been, I've done it on Facebook live, but lately I've been doing it over on Instagram. 
And I've got links in the show notes, so you can click right over to my Instagram. And so I've been doing that frequently, not every single day, but most days. And I share the video to my Instagram story, which is live for 24 hours. And then also, I most days I share it to my IGTV channel on Instagram. That obviously has to be a short video because to be accepted, to be able to upload a video to IGTV, it has to be no more than 10 minutes long. So those doodle cams are always 100% improvised. And I share my thought process while I doodle. And my latest doodle cam over on Instagram, and there's a link in the show notes, my latest doodle cam was not, shall we say, one of my favorites. (laughs) All right, I'll be blunt. I hated it. (laughs) I really did not like how it turned out. It's weak. And that actually happens to be the, the Inktober prompt. Although I didn't know that until after I had finished it. But I think it's ugly. My gremlins were going nuts the entire time telling me that I have no business calling myself an artist if this is what I create. You know, all kinds of things like that. But here's the thing. Some days are like that. Some days are just like that. And my inner (laughs) four-year-old was having a grand old time making it because my inner four-year-old doesn't care about whether it's good, quote unquote, or crap or anything else. My inner four-year-old is four (laughs) and she's playing in the creative sandbox. And in the creative sandbox, it's not about being good or bad or impressing people. In the creative sandbox, it's about exploring. And it's about being in the process and asking, hmm, what would happen if? And because I'm following my creative sandbox way guideposts, I'm continually reminding myself that there is no wrong, which is guidepost number one. And I'm thinking process, not product, which is guidepost number two. And I'm thinking quantity, not quality, which is guidepost number three. And I'm thinking tiny and daily, which is guidepost number four. So even though I hate the outcome of this particular piece, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm going to make another one tomorrow. And besides, my real purpose in making these doodles is multi-layered. Yes, I have an ulterior motive, dear listener. (laughs) In addition to feeding my creative spirit and reminding myself that engaging in a little bit of creative sandbox playtime every day is good for me, it's good for my mental health, it makes me happier, it gives me energy, it makes me feel alive, right? In addition to all that, when I show you that it's possible to pick up a pen and make something in under 10 minutes, (laughs) and when I show you that, yes, I have gremlins too, but I'm not letting them stop me, and when I show you that sometimes I hate what I create, but I keep right on going, 
and lightning doesn't strike. (laughs) All of this serves my larger goal of instigating your creativity. So, even if I'm super unhappy with what I made, I still get some value out of the fact that I made it. First, because I didn't let the gremlin stop me. Score! (laughs) And second, because I get to share with you that I didn't let the gremlin stop me, which will hopefully help you keep from letting your gremlins stop you. Double score! (laughs) So, the upshot here, as I look at these two stories which happened back to back, I see that they share something in common. In each case, I had to get clear on what I really wanted out of the situation. I had to dig deep. If I let my gremlins drive the bus, they would have shut me right down. And who would have benefited? No one, right? The play day, would not have happened if I had let my gremlins drive the bus. If I had let those comparison trap gremlins drive the bus by, you know, me believing, yeah, I'm a loser. I should just quit. I just quit. Screw the play days. Forget it. I can't do this. I'm a loser. I'm a failure. I'm just not going to do this anymore. No art would have gotten made. Nobody would have felt charged up and inspired and Lynn would have would not have made any art. I would not have made any art. My husband would not have written three times as much as he normally does on a Sunday. Instead, I got clear that I needed to let go of my ego, let go of how my numbers compare, let go, in the case of the doodle cam, of whether my art impresses anyone or not. And go for the real goals, the important goals, the goals that go beyond ego. If in the case of the doodle cam, I had let my gremlins drive the bus, then I would have stopped the doodle cam. (laughs) I would not have shared it to my story. I would have not have uploaded it to IGTV. And I would have said, that's it. This, This art is a piece of crap. I can't, I can't make art for beans. That's it. I am giving up. I should just stop creating. I'm, I'm, I'm not an artist. I can't do this. I wouldn't have shared it with anybody. And then you would not see that other people have gremlins. You would never get to see that. And we need to see that. We need to see that other people make things that they don't like And experience those gremlin voices too. Oh, this is not always easy, but it is so rewarding when we can do it, when we can hang on to those goals that go beyond ego. That's what I have to share with you this week. Which brings me to this week's Something Cool, which is an independent feature film that I actually have not seen, 
but I think that everyone should see. It's called Happy Face. It features real people with facial difference. And the reason I'm telling you about it now is because right now they're running an Indiegogo campaign to raise funds to spread the word about the film and get it in front of more people. And I donated to the Indiegogo campaign, and I hope you will too. And I have a link in the show notes to click through to the Indiegogo page. And it's time sensitive. The Indiegogo, uh, today's Monday, October 15th, as I'm recording it, and there's only 10 more days to this Indiegogo campaign. So I hope you will donate. So the film features real people with facial difference, all different kinds of facial difference. And the film's director calls it the antidote to the barrage of unattainable body images Hollywood and mainstream media feeds us. Oh my God, so needed. I found out about Happy Face because I know one of the actors in the film, inspirational humorist David Roche. We met at Life as a Verb Camp a few years back, and I fell in love with his openness, his vulnerability, and his generosity. And when he told me about this film, I was thrilled that it exists. As someone who suffered terribly for years with an eating disorder and body dysmorphia, I know firsthand that we have a lot of work to do to combat the onslaught of messages about the necessity of physical perfection. We have a lot of work to do. And one film is not going to fix that, of course, but it can help raise awareness through art. And raising awareness, you know, just seeing a film could mean a world of difference for the individuals who see that film. So I hope that you will click through to go to the show notes, creativesandboxway.com slash 180 and scroll down to the link. There's actually an orange button that says click to go to the happy face Indiegogo page. I hope you will contribute to that campaign. I really would love to get this film in front of more people. And I, I it's a Montreal production. So I believe the film is, um, I don't know that it is in both English and French, but I'm sure it's subtitled in French if it's not actually in English and French. Anyway, that is this week something cool, the film Happy Face and the Indiegogo campaign to raise funds to spread the word about the film. So that's it. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Before I leave, I wanted to remind you that I am holding a free Creative Sandbox Community virtual play day on Saturday, November 17th, and you're invited. I'm celebrating my birthday by making art and streaming it live on DoodleCam and inviting everyone to join me. Well, not technically everyone because there are limited spots in the virtual room, but come watch, listen to me talk about my process, come make art alongside me and ask any questions you might have. A bunch of my Creative Sandbox community members are going to be there. 
so you'll get a chance to meet some of them too. And I will be opening up the Creative Sandbox community to new members as well. Again, spots are limited, and you do need to register in advance. This is a live-only experience. I will not be sending out a recording of this event. So if you want to join me to help celebrate my birthday on Saturday, November 17th, go right now to virtualplayday.com to sign up. That's virtualplayday.com. If you've already signed up, you do not need to sign up again. You're already covered. But if you've not signed up yet, sign up now, virtualplayday.com, and I'll see you there. And thank you so much for joining me today. And oh, yes, if you are getting value out of this podcast, share it with a friend. And I would be super appreciative if you would take a moment to hop on over to iTunes, the Apple podcast player, and leave a rating and review. That is how you can help other people find the show. Because when people are looking for podcasts, they, you know, do a search and podcasts that have more positive reviews pop up higher in the search results. So you can really help change the world by leaving a sentence or two about what you like about the podcast along with your hopefully five-star review. And email me to let me know you left a review and how the podcast has made a difference in your own life. And I might just pick you for a listener spotlight. That's how you apply. I have a superpower of making people feel super comfortable. So if I pick you, we'll have a really fun, relaxed conversation, and you'll get to be featured on the podcast. How cool is that? If you need help, uh, if you don't know how to leave a review, just go to creativesandboxway.com slash iTunes dash review. That's creativesandboxway.com slash iTunes dash review. Okay, I really think that's it now. Thank you again, and until next time, go get creating! Subscribe at creativesandboxway.com slash podcast.